You're listening to the News Fuse. Stay in the loop with the most important headlines of the week. Brought to you by Freedomist. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all. These are words which many people around the world only dream of, yet in the United States, they are what formed the foundation of our country. How each citizen chooses to defend these words will determine whether or not these God-given rights are upheld. For instance, how do the stories found in this week's news define life? Tennessee's state house passed Governor Lee's bill that would outlaw abortions if a fetal heartbeat is detected and requires that an ultrasound is given before each abortion. Medically, a pregnancy is usually determined viable through the ultrasound once a heartbeat is able to be measured around six weeks. This law also bans abortions based on a baby's race, sex, or disability. Over 200 cars showed up to express their hatred for such a bill outside Governor Lee's house this week, though. Activists against this ruling lit a flag on fire and chanted demands for justice. Justice for life. But for whose life? Also this week, Democratic State Senator Katrina Jackson found herself disappointed as the Supreme Court ruled against the bipartisan Louisiana law known as the Unsafe Abortion Act. Senator Jackson was the author of the bill that ensured abortion practitioners and clinics are held to the same standard as surgical centers. Chief Justice John Roberts said that the law was unconstitutional, though, and sided with the liberal justices, making it a 5-4 to ruling against limiting a woman's right to choose. Florida Governor's Ron DeSantis signed a bill into law this week also that requires minors to receive parental consent before having an abortion. This law prohibits doctors from performing an abortion for those under the age of 18 without a notarized letter from a parent or a guardian. Planned Parenthood disagrees, saying this act, quote, makes Florida a dangerous place for young people, unquote. After Planned Parenthood sued Missouri for defunding them in the 2019 fiscal year, the Missouri Supreme Court ruled this week that lawmakers violated the state constitution. The judges said that the budget last year was a clear and unmistakable violation of the constitution, causing Missouri to send its tax dollars back to Planned Parenthood once again. And finally, Representative Ralph Norman led over 60 members of Congress in asking Attorney General William Barr to investigate Planned Parenthood's alleged criminal activity following a video from the Center for Medical Progress. The video shows Planned Parenthood executives admitting to selling body parts of aborted babies while under oath. Attorney General Barr has also been asked to investigate why Planned Parenthood received $80 million from the Coronavirus Paycheck Protection Program that was meant only for small businesses and small organizations. Planned Parenthood is anything but small as it receives over $600 million annually in taxpayer dollars while committing around 345,672 abortions every year. That's nearly 550 pre-born American children each day. Liberty was brought into question this week at the 2020 Trafficking in Persons Report event. United States Secretary of State Mike Pompeo highlighted the fight against human trafficking and recognized its nearly 25 million victims worldwide who are denied their fundamental rights to freedom. Washington, D.C. has been noted to have the highest trafficking rate in the United States as immorality thrives and money is big among our leaders. Jeffrey Epstein's former girlfriend, Ghislaine Maxwell, has been arrested. Epstein, a man with an elite social circle who is a convicted sex offender, was tied to several well-known names in our government and their connection to sex trafficking accusations. How Epstein died before he was able to testify at his set trial is still a controversy today, and Maxwell, his girlfriend, former girlfriend, has been accused of her contribution to a sex trafficking operation that included minors as young as 14 years old. 
Whether you knew it as the Capitol Hill Occupied Protest or CHAZ, the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, its intention was to create a space where police were no longer needed. Many were convinced this would allow for people to properly embrace their right to the pursuit of happiness. In a response to the Black Lives Matter movement and its call for justice, people gathered in Seattle to occupy an area where freedom from oppression reigned. It was supposed to be a utopia, and Seattle's mayor stated, quote, I don't know, we could have a summer of love, unquote, when asked about how long it would last. But after four short weeks, she quickly withdrew her support, declaring the occupation an unlawful assembly after two teenagers were shot. There had been several shootings leaving two dead, an increase in crime, and ruin throughout the streets. As the Seattle Police Department moves in to disperse the self-proclaimed anarchy this week, arrests are being made for the lingering protesters and work crews are brought in to restore the area to its original state. As you and your family celebrate the 4th of July this weekend, consider what actions you are taking to secure the unalienable rights given by our creator and spelled out in the Declaration of Independence. Remember that it says when life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are threatened and, quote, any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it, unquote. It continues on. But you'll just have to read it for yourself. You'll find that the responsibility for a great country does not rely on the government, but on the citizens themselves. Thanks for listening to this episode of The News Fuse. For more great content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Or visit us online at freedomist.us. That's freedom, I-S-T-S, dot U-S. Until next time. Stop yelling and start thinking.